Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse number 19 is the text verse. In fact, the very last two questions um, that are asked of the enemies of Nehemiah uh, are the text verses here where the Bible says, What is this thing that ye do? Will ye rebel against the king? I want you to listen to me carefully tonight as I preach on the subject the word, the word crafting work of the devil. The word crafting work of the devil. I made mention of this this morning as I talked about the propaganda work of the Assyrian king as he tried to discourage the people. And make no mistake about it, the devil is in the work of discouraging God's people. If he can keep you from trying, he can keep you from succeeding. I'd rather try and fail in the work for God than to never try at all. So I want you to hear me well as I preach on the word crafting work of the devil. Heavenly Father, help me as I preach tonight. It is a joy, it is a privilege to preach the word of God. And I pray that you would help us to understand that we did not come just to hear, but we came to hear that we may do what the Word of God would say to us tonight. Help us to change those things that should be changed in our life. And I pray that because of the message, we will be able to see better and understand better the work of Satan, that we would not be hindered in your work. Bless I ask tonight in Jesus' name, amen. Let me get right to the point and then build the message around the point this evening. In this passage of scripture, Nehemiah has been working to prepare the work and to prepare the people to get ready for the work in rebuilding the wall. Now that alone is a tremendous task. At this point, nothing has happened except they have observed that the walls have been broken down and there's simply piles of rocks that are there from the broken down walls. The gates are burned with fire and uh, they have nothing at this point but a vision and have made a decision that they in fact will be a part of the work to rebuild the walls around the city of Jerusalem. That alone is a difficult task. But then they face opposition just in the beginning. And may I say, as we begin this new year, the devil would remind you of past failures trying to hinder you from setting goals for 2021. May I say the biggest failure is the devil himself. I, I, he's a liar. He's a deceiver. I don't want him to influence me in any way except to motivate me in serving God. When the devil fights against me, it reminds me that I'm headed in the right direction. And so Nehemiah, he has worked to share the vision with the people. They share that vision. They have declared their intention to rebuild the walls and opposition then shows up. There are three men mentioned here uh, that work to discourage the people of God and Nehemiah in the work he is about to do. 
Now, I want you to notice that the enemy does, does not just oppose them, but he uses a specific craft of words to oppose and to discourage them. Notice, if you will, in verse number 19, they ask the question, will ye rebel against the king? Now, there is a bit of a stubbornness in all of us, and some would take that title honorably and say, yes, I'm a rebel for Jesus. But the truth is, that word is a really a negative word. And what they're trying to do is trying to make Nehemiah look completely opposite of who he really is and what he is attempting to do. The word rebel would get the attention of the people, especially those that were questioning whether they could or should take part in the work of rebuilding the wall. And so the question would be asked, are you going to join this rebel as he works to rebel against the king? They don't say he is going to rebuild the wall. They say he is going to rebel against the king. Now that word rebel is a negative word that they've attached to a good man. And that's what, the, that's what the media does today. And that's what the devil does in our lives. And I hope that in the message tonight, uh, we can reveal how the devil would work to discourage us by using a craft of words against us. The word rebel describes someone that is going against what is right to do or is going against authority. Now, Nehemiah was never a rebel. In fact, if you read the first chapter and then even the previous verses here and verses that Brother Young read, you'll find that the king did not see him as a rebel. The work of Nehemiah was a cupbearer to the king. And then the Bible says, as he tells the people about the need, he tells them, I want you to know that the king is in support of building the wall. And God's hand is upon me. He uses those two things to convince the people to be a part of the work. But then the enemy comes in and they call him a rebel against the king. In fact, if we think about what the devil does, if we think about what the media is saying, you find that they're not trying to accomplish a good task or even give information, but they're working to stir. They're working to cause conflict. And America is at one another because of a word-crafting work of the devil. I want to get us to think tonight about what the devil does. He does this in good relationships. He does this in marriages. He does this in families. He does this among groups of workers in a ministry. He does this in churches. He word crafts trying to get us to appear to be the opposite of what we are attempting to do. The word craft work of the enemy knew that Nehemiah, being a just and honorable man, would not want to be called a rebel in the eyes of the people. 
that would not be a complimentary uh, uh, description of Nehemiah if he picked up the newspaper and said, Nehemiah rebels against the king. You read that and you think, wow, what's wrong with this Nehemiah? I wonder what's wrong with he and the king. You, are you with me tonight? You understand what I'm saying? Now, uh, he, uh, how would a man who desired to do right respond to a strong enemy of accusing him of rebelling against authority? This is a great tool of the devil to apply a word that we would not want to be associated with and apply it to the good work that we're attempting to do for God for the purpose of trying to get us to say, well, I don't see any hope, I just, I just I give up, I quit. I tried and I tried and I just, I just can't do it. There are too many Christians that have given up. Too many Christians don't have enough grit in their craw to be able to respond to an accusation that is nothing but a play on words and has no truth and value in it. Now, if you studied the book of Ezra, you'll find that this plan had worked in the book of Ezra. The purpose of the book of Ezra is to rebuild the temple. In Nehemiah, they rebuild the wall around the temple. And when they began to discourage in this same way, in this word-crafting way, when they did that, the folks in the book of Ezra, they got discouraged. They had laid the foundation of the temple, but they got discouraged because of the word-working of the devil. And they began to argue among themselves, and they stopped in the work. In fact, take your Bibles and go with me back to the book of Ezra and chapter 4. Just as soon as God's people step out by faith to do a work for Him, just as soon as God's people step out by faith to commit to Christ and to set goals in their life to accomplish something, the enemy will show up and try to discourage us by misrepresenting us. Now I want you to hear me well. We're people of pride. I said we're people of pride. We, I said you and I, all of us are people of pride. We don't like for folks to say something bad about us. We will fight about someone saying something bad about us and we'll forget our purpose just so we prove that they're a liar. Now the devil doesn't care how he keeps us from doing our work. And there are many folks, they're in $10 arguments and they've left a great work for God. They start off with ridicule and someone has said ridicule is a device that an enemy has called, I'm sorry, ridicule is a device someone has called the weapon of an enemy who has no other. Ridicule. They laughed at the Jews. They belittled their resources. It worked in the book of Ezra. Nehemiah was smart enough to overcome that. They even suggested that the Jews were rebelling against the king. Go to Ezra chapter 4 and verse number 4. <clears throat> Ezra 4 and verse number 4. Then the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah and troubled them in building and hired reporters, I'm sorry, let's see, and hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose. 
That's what the media is doing today. All they're doing is to frustrate anything that's good and helpful. They're working to take two people and cause them to fight. And the more opposition that they have, the more successful they see themselves. All the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius, king of Persia, and in the reign of Ahasuerus, in the beginning of his reign, wrote they unto him an accusation against the inhabitants of Judah and Jerusalem. And in the days of Artaxerxes, wrote Basham, uh, Midarath, Tebal, and the rest of their companions unto Artaxerxes, king of Persia, and the writing of the letter was written in the Syrian tongue and interpreted in the Syrian tongue. Now I want you to go to verse number 11. This is the copy of the letter that they sent unto him, even unto Artaxerxes the king. Now why did God put this in here? So we can see how the devil works and we don't have to be ignorant of the devices of Satan. This is a copy of the letter. Verse 12. Be it known unto the king that the Jews which came up from thee to us are come unto Jerusalem building the rebellious and the bad city and have set up walls thereof and joined the foundations. Be it known now unto the king that if this city be builded and the walls set up again, then will they not pay toll tribute and custom, and so thou shalt endamage the revenue of the kings. Let me ask you a question. How much revenue are they getting now from a burned city? Now, king, we just, we're just writing because we care about you. We just want to pass a fairness ordinance. Word crafting. Verse 14, now because we have maintenance from the king's palace, they have money, and it was not meet for us to see the king's dishonor, therefore have we sent and certified the king, or notified, that search may be made in the book of the records of thy fathers, so shalt thou find in the book of the records and know that this city is a rebellious city, and hurtful unto the kings and provinces, and they have moved sedition within the same of old time, for which cause was this city destroyed. That was destroyed because of the sin of God's people. That's why it was destroyed. Verse 16, we certify the king that if this city be builded again and the walls thereof set up, by this means thou shalt have no portion on this side of the river. What they're saying is we'd rather for Portland, I'm sorry, we'd rather for Jerusalem to be burned. Are you listening to me? We'd rather for the city to be burned than these Christians who are rebellious against sin to live. Now, the truth is, I would not want to be seen as a rebel to authority. I want to be, and I work to be, a respectful citizen and a supportive citizen of my community, of my nation, my state. I appreciate the, our, our first responders. I appreciate the, the folks that work in our city. 
I uh, pray for our elected officials. I've communicated with them this afternoon as I do most every Sunday afternoon, a few of them as I pray for them. I choose a few of them that I send a message to and I pray for them. I've communicated with leadership in our state today. I pray for our governor. I pray for our president. I pray for those that are in leadership. I don't want to be seen as a rebel. And so what they did, they take a word that would make Nehemiah uncomfortable, hoping that rather than Nehemiah be seen as a rebel, he'd just say, look, we don't want to, we don't want to cause trouble. If it's going to cause trouble, we just won't do it. And there's too many Christians that have decided, well, if it's going to cause trouble, we'll just let folks die and go to hell. If it's going to cause a problem, we'll just quit. Now, thank God Nehemiah gives us an example of someone that did not quit, but he pressed on. God has given us a work to do, and it is his will to accomplish that work. And we cannot allow the ideas, the philosophy, and the instruction of a lower leader to supersede the mandates of the king of kings as recorded in the word of God. Now, now I'll tell you, it is a difficult thing to deal with false accusation. It's not, it's not fun. Um, I've had people post online and write in news articles uh, that I was trying to kill people this year because we were having church. They, they, they even named people that had died and said that there's a folks that attended their church that saw this person and this person and they contact trace all the way back to what sounded like the Wuhan Baptist Church. And I said, somebody had to get it before they came to church. And here's what they said. You ought to be a Christian and care about your people. Now, they didn't say a word about the gambling joints. They didn't say a word about that. They didn't say a word about the abortion clinics whose purpose is to take the life of the unborn. They didn't say a word about the box stores. They didn't say, I can't believe that Walmart would keep its doors open. They're going to kill people. They didn't say that, but they did say the pastor of the church that kept the doors open. And folks, we have let the devil word craft until we think we've done the right thing by just sitting here and being a good little boy and twiddling our thumbs until Jesus comes. My faith tells me to be a good Christian. You can go to Walmart, you can go to Lowe's, you can go to Home Depot, you can go to the mall, you can go, but you can't go to church. Now we've come to the place in our day that we believe the word crafting of the devil. Sadly, oftentimes it's because we don't know the word of God, so we're easily persuaded by the word crafting of the world. They did sure didn't say anything negative about those that were marching in the streets by the hundreds and thousands, looting and vandalizing, cursing our police officers. Now, I'll tell you, folks, it wears on you after a while. Especially when somebody in church sends you an email. A church member, and they say, I can't believe you put all those people in the choir. What are you trying to do, kill them? Let me ask you a question. Did you write and ask Kroger that question? I guess you can't get the virus if you walk sideways. 
You notice how folks, if they see you get close, they'll turn sideways, the virus. Now, I have not belittled the reality of sickness. Now, I've told folks even this week who said, I want to come back to church. And there's some folks that their health, they, just, they shouldn't. They, they, they shouldn't be in public places. They shouldn't. And I haven't changed it. But I want to tell you something. It's a shame when Christians think they're doing the world a service by letting them die and go to hell. Not preaching the gospel of Christ and not warning them of the work of the devil. It wears on you after a while when you hear folks uh, make uh, uh, accusations and then uh, uh, others, uh, uh, they agree with that, not thinking through the working of the devil. Folks, the devil is a deceiver. He is a confuser. And he uses words and, and skillfully crafted words uh, to describe us that are simply wrong and they bring discomfort, by the way. They'll take a, an evil organization and they'll give them a good name. And they'll say, aren't you for being fair? Are you not for the fair, fairness ordinance? Do you not care about Black Lives Matter? And they, and they put you in a place where they try to force you to support something you don't even know what's going on. I'm going to tell you something, folks. If we don't know this book right here, as Nehemiah knew the truth of the Word of God, we're going to sit back, close our churches, close our mouths, keep our tracks in our pocket, and nobody's going to know the truth of the Word of God. Take your Bibles and go with me to Isaiah chapter 5. This is not anything new. The devil has been doing the same thing, and why not? It works. He doesn't expect that you're going to read the Bible. The devil doesn't expect you to read the Bible this week and be able to prove him wrong. He doesn't expect you to spend any time in prayer and have any gumption or drive or strength to take a stand. He doesn't expect you to do that. So he does the same thing again and again. He says in Isaiah chapter 5, notice if you will in verse number 20, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. You know what Isaiah is doing? He's preaching the same message I'm preaching tonight. He said, woe unto those folks that call evil good and good evil. A former governor called me and he said, do you understand that your fight against the expansion of gambling and specifically casinos cost the state of Kentucky at least 100,000 jobs? I said, do you think I am so ignorant that I think it's a good deal to spend $200 million to make $5 million? Do you think I'm so dumb not to know that the money and the gambling joints and the casinos, that it wouldn't be right if it was owned by Kentucky people, but do you understand how much of that money goes out? Have you not followed where the casino towns are in our nation and see the big, beautiful, bright lights of the casino, the next street has the pawn shops and the next street has where the poor people live. Have you not been to the Indian reservation and see how well the casinos have taken care of the Indians? Do you think I'm that stupid? 
that you can make me feel bad by saying we're going to lose 100,000 jobs. Sir, can I tell you how many folks that went to bed crying because they didn't have a daddy at home because he's out drinking? And you know what he said? Well, well, you don't have to get upset. You don't have to get mad. Let's be Christian about this. And you read what Nehemiah said. He got that wall built. They came set up a flea market on the Sabbath day. They didn't call it a flea market then. He told them, he said, you come back in here and I'll take you out by the hair of the head. Now, Nehemiah, let's not get mad. Let's be a Christian. Look back at Isaiah 5, 21. To them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness. That put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength to mingle strong drink, which justify the wicked for reward. Hey, he's saying woe to them that justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of righteous of the righteous from him. Can I tell you something? I am offended that the government would send me $600. I said, I am offended that the government would send me $600 thinking that's going to make a difference in my life. Well, they use that as a word craft to send billions to enemies of America. And at some point in time, we've got to quit being so dumb as to keep choosing these people that are up there. Some point in time, we've got to turn off the internet and the television and the, and the cell phone and start reading the Bible right here. Notice what he says here. Therefore, as the fire devoureth the stubble and the flame consumeth the chaff, so their root shall be as rottenness and their blossoms shall go up as dust because they have cast away the law of the Lord of hosts and despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. You know what he's saying? Those folks that say we're helping our state, we're building casinos, we're helping our state uh, with the sale of alcohol, we're not charging our distillers any, any taxes or anything because, by the way, they did make hand sanitizer for us during the pandemic. I mean, they've been a great help to us. Let's give a report of those that have been killed during the pandemic by alcohol and suicide and all that goes with it. Now, if we're not careful, we'll let the world make us think a good Christian is somebody that never raises their voice. And just sits real still on Sunday morning and you wouldn't want to stay awake in the service. You wouldn't want to say amen. You wouldn't want to hear what's going on. So everybody relax and let's be good Christians. Now folks, a good Christian in this book right here is described as a soldier of Jesus Christ. A good Christian in this book right here is described as one who stands with truth, for truth, and on truth. Now, I want you to think about it. I don't have time to go through all the stories, but let me give you a sampling of some of these. 
David is told by his father Jesse, go check on your brothers that are at war and come tell me how the war is going and how your brothers are doing. He goes down there. There's no war going on. Uh, there's, a, there's a giant out there cursing the God of heaven, mocking and making fun of the army of Israel. And Saul is trying to bribe somebody to go fight him. Saul says, I'll give my armor. And then he says, if you'll go fight him, if you live, I'll give, I'll give him my daughter to marry. That's what Saul said. You know what David's brother said to him? David, who's taking care of those few sheep? Now, can I tell you something? David loved those sheep. More than that, David loved his father. And they took something that David loved and they tried to shame him for saying, you're being naughty. Why are you down here? Why are you being so mischievous, David? Why don't you go home and take care of those few sheep? Don't you care about the sheep anymore, David? Don't you care about dad anymore? I love what David said. Is there not a cause? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? That's what the the psalmist David said. And David, when he went over there, oh, Goliath, he began to laugh. It's pretty rough when you got... Goliath laughing at you from facing you and your brothers laughing at you behind you. That's not real easy to take. But David said, you come to me, a sword, a spear. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. You know the story? He took that rock, he hit Goliath. He went over there, he cut his head off. He died of COVID-19 right there on the battlefield. Now, David, let's not, let's be a good Christian now, David. You you know what the world would recommend David to do? Take care of those sheep. Don't worry about Goliath cursing the God of heaven. Don't worry about Goliath making fun of God's armor. I'm glad what David said. Is there not a cause? In a few minutes, he came back with the head of the giant by the hair of the head. Think about it. Satan convinced Moses that he could not speak well enough to go to Pharaoh and deliver the message of God. Now think about this. If anyone knew Pharaoh, it was Moses. He was raised in Pharaoh's palace. If there was anybody to go talk to Pharaoh, it was Moses. But he convinced him. In fact, he went to the Lord. He said, I, I, I just can't speak very well. He said, I'll send you a mouthpiece. He sent him Aaron. Aaron never got to say anything. <laughs> but that's, that's how he was chosen. Jeremiah was called as a prophet to the nations in Jeremiah 1. He said, but Lord, I'm but a child. I can't be a prophet. Children are not supposed to speak to adults. They're not supposed to give adults instruction. I'm but a child. I can't do that. You see, he takes something that's respectful, that's good and right, and he turns it around and he tries to make an accusation. Satan went into the very Garden of Eden and and he went to Eve and he said, Hath God said? He said, God just doesn't want you to know and have the knowledge and wisdom that he does. Some use the word saved today, but they don't mean saved as God defines it in this book. 
In Romans chapter 1, they came to the place that they worshiped the creation. They worshiped the creature. Well, what's wrong with taking care of the animals? There's nothing wrong with taking care of the animals. But there's something wrong with worshiping the creature and not worshiping the creator. I've had folks to ask me if I've blessed dogs and cats, and I told them no, but I've blessed a lot of chickens. <laughs> I hear the word faith. <laughs> In fact, I blessed one this afternoon, and it was good. And um, I hear the word faith used often. Faith in itself can bring death. Faith in works brings death. Faith in what I can do for God, but faith in Christ brings eternal life. You know what Felix told Paul in the courtroom? He said, you're mad. He didn't mean angry, he meant crazy. I know some people who speak more sense when they're crazy than they do when they're backslidden and not crazy. He was trying to discredit Paul. Now, Nehemiah gives us a lesson on how to respond. God had already proven his power by working in the heart of the king. And the king had already promised to meet the needs. It was Nehemiah's burden and experience with the Lord that had convinced the Jews to follow Nehemiah in rebuilding the walls. Nehemiah could have dealt with their ridicule by ignoring them. Sometimes it's best to do so, but Nehemiah was leading people to do a work for God and I'm not going to ignore those that would discourage you. I don't want to ignore them. I want to expose them for who they are so that we can believe and follow by faith the instruction of God. He could have argued with the three men and given them opportunity to speak even more. He could have allowed them to join the work. And it's interesting, they never stopped. He said, well, why don't you let us help you? Nehemiah said, no, I don't need your help. This is not the work of men. This is the work of God. Nehemiah made these things clear. Rebuilding the wall is God's work, and they were going to do it. These Jews were God's servants, and these three men had no part in the matter. And so tonight I say, let's make sure we understand the word of God and the mandate from the king to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Let's let God and the knowledge of the word of God be our courage, be our guide, be our authority. Let's work to win somebody to Christ this week. Let's work to build our church. If the Red Mile can have promotions... To get folks to bring visitors to gamble with them, you and I can have promotions to get folks to come to church and hear the word of God. And that's what we ought to do. And so I say, don't let the word crafting work of the devil keep you from doing what God wants you to do. Stand with me if you will.